today we are going on a virtual journey to the city of the future. If, like many people, you are skeptical about big cities' ability to play a meaningful role in the European Green Deal, the EU's plan to make its economy sustainable, then hop on board. The stakes are certainly high. According to UN figures, more than two-thirds of the world's population is expected to live in urban areas by 2050. So clearly, with their housing, traffic and waste measuring, cities pose a real stumbling block to achieving the EU's environmental goals. Many effective measures have already been put in place at city level, but more effort is needed to meet the growing environmental challenges. In this episode, we'll take a look at a number of ideas being rolled out in some of Europe's cities. While approaches differ, the goal is a shared one, that of greening city life. My Bulgarian colleagues ask architect Lubo Vasilev and innovation consultant Leona Aslanova what a 21st century city should look like and whether a smart city is always a green city. I think that a smart city made up of technology and wires but without any nature would not be very sustainable or pleasant and in the end would not do its job. A smart city needs to include the environment, the ecosystem and all the services it provides. A smart city is highly efficient, highly frugal and beneficial to the population. There must be a balance between nature and technology, so it would be both smart and green. Okay, so that's what it looks like on paper. But what have Europe cities actually come up with? What kind of urban planning, buildings and transport are they promoting for the future? Initiatives to make cities greener, improve the quality of urban life and speed up the implementation of European environmental law are gaining momentum. One good example is the Green City Accord, a movement of European majors who are committed to making cities cleaner and healthier by 2030. By signing the accord, cities commit to addressing five aspects of environmental management, air quality, water quality and its efficient use, nature and biodiversity, the circular economy and waste management. They do this mainly by tackling household waste, landfills and noise pollution. Housing design today plays a crucial role in sustainable development. It is all about making existing homes more energy efficient and rethinking the design and construction of new homes. In Poland, my colleagues from Polski Radio also bought the views of several architects. Here's Mateusz Puptemski, who laments that although sustainable building solutions exist, their reach is limited. It is good that we use these solutions in new buildings and new investment, but only a small percentage of facilities in Poland, for example, involve new investments. Extensive programs to modernize existing structures are important. I'm talking about drawing up sensible legislation, forcing the owners of existing spaces in current use to make them more energy efficient. Creating and modifying using as many renewable materials as possible. And here I recall a conversation I had last year with an architect well known to the people of Warsaw for being the designer of the Polin Museum, Rainer Mahlameki. We visited him in his studio in Helsinki. According to him, there is no doubt that the emerging trend in architecture, both for elite housing and for houses and flats, would be renewable materials instead of glass 
steel and lots of minimalist concrete. This is not something that will happen overnight, but over a number of years. And the wave will flow through the entire market. The same applies to the mass construction of residential or office buildings. Buildings will be increasingly based on wooden structures, structures that are so well protected that they are safe. There is of course a lot of work required to change our mindset. We think, oh, wood, surely it will burn. But conducting tests on appropriately prepared and protected wood allows for the same standards of fire resistance as are met by concrete or reinforced steel. Timber constructions already exist. For example, in Finland, multi-family, multi-story buildings, offices or residential buildings are built from renewable materials, which is much more environmentally friendly. Fellow Polish architect Gabriela Szyklasz is bringing the principle of a closed cycle economy to building construction. There is more and more talk about building following the principles of a closed cycle economy. In other words, the creation of prefabricated constructions, for example, which is also really wood-based, as Mateusz said. This is the way forward, because first of all, it allows you to use the same components manufactured either in a factory or in situ at a construction site, not only more easily, but over and over again. A construction will be designed with a certain number of years' use in mind, and at the end of the building's life cycle, you know that the same elements will be used in another building in a different place. In environmental terms, this will save a lot of resources, because the construction industry is currently one of the world's biggest polluters. Mobility also has a key role to play when it comes to designing a green future for cities. Indeed, at the end of 2020, the European Commission presented a strategy for sustainable mobility, outlining the steps it plans to take to transform the EU's transport system in order to meet both the Green Deal and the EU's digital agenda. The goal? To make cities more environmentally friendly and less polluted by making the transport sector greener, smarter and more resilient. Portugal won the European Green Capital Award in 2020, in part thanks to Lisbon's plentiful charging stations for electric cars and free bike-sharing program. And early this year, Bilbao won one of the European Mobility Awards, the Road Safety Award. This prize recognizes a series of measures taken by the Spanish city, including reducing the speed limit to 30 kilometers per hour throughout the city and providing alternatives to car transport by making room for soft forms of mobility. Alfonso Gil, Bilbao's deputy major, explains the thinking behind the city's approach. We wanted to keep our pedestrians and cyclists safe. We also wanted to contribute to a good public transport network and ease loading and unloading. This mobility plan, expected for a city of 41 square kilometers, contains several actions, but two of them are key. A gender action plan for mobility and traffic calming. Sofia's authorities have also joined the race. The city is working on designing what it calls a green ring, a walking and cycling track that will encycle the city. 
but opinion is divided on this project. My Bulgarian colleague spoke to the major of Sofia, Jordanka Vandakova, who believes it is the best way forward. The green corridors and the green ring around Sofia will create a comprehensive solution enabling Sofia's residents to move around in the most eco-friendly way possible. Yet Veselin Kirev, deputy major of Sofia's Krasnozelo district, disagrees that the green ring should be the city's chief focus. If we start construction on this route now, in 20 or 30 years' time, subsequent generations will blame us for failing to take advantage of a good opportunity to integrate the different forms of transportation. A good integrated project would also stand up better before the European Commission and the European Investment Bank, primarily due to how much it could reduce harmful emissions. Svilen Ofarov, an environmentalist lawyer who is a member of the Green Movement Party, goes a step further and he does not mind his words. The Green Corridor is not green at all. It is instead an absolute greenwash in which something is marketed as green when it's just a dirty lie. The so-called Green Ring is a ploy to deceive the citizens of Sofia calling something a green ring, while at the same time reducing the greenery. That's what I call deception of the worst kind. In an attempt to better walk the talk, German entrepreneur Peter Zenger has co-founded a startup called Green City Solutions. His business builds moose-based fine dust filters, known as city trees, to address air pollution in urban environments. The product consumes airborne particles and cools and moistens the surrounding air. It has already been used in a number of European cities, including London and Berlin. Zenger spoke to my colleague from Germany. Moss is a collection of tiny organisms that we are all familiar with. Most of us know moss from our own front yard, and we don't want it there. But looking more closely, though... We realize that moss is one of the oldest green organisms on our planet and that it has, over millions of years, developed certain beneficial properties. What we do is draw on this technically and make it useful for us. Moss learn to generate everything it needs to survive straight from the air. There is no tissue absorbing water or other nutrients. Moth uses breathable dust as a nutrient. It therefore transforms dust that is unhealthy for us into biomass and is a regenerative filter. Denmark's capital, Copenhagen, is one of the most environmentally friendly cities in the world. It aims to be the first fully climate-neutral city within the next three years, thanks to 10,000 newly planted trees and half of the population using a bike as their main form of transport. Amsterdam's residents are also known for being real bike lovers. But did you know that half the city's population also boasts solar panels on their rooftops? And that Stockholm covers 100% of its energy requirements through renewable energy? So Europe's metropolises are certainly not short on ideas. In fact, they seem to be becoming increasingly competitive when it comes to their green ambitions. How do you imagine we will live in the future? What can we take from nature and adapt it in a positive and climate-neutral way? One thing's for sure, our cities will evolve for the better. Be it through new trends in real estate, smart startups, or a better transportation system. Stay tuned for more green coverage from Euronet Plus, and in the meantime, why not check out our website, euronet-inside.eu.